Hey everyone, welcome back to Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg. With me today, again, is John. John, how you doing? Uh, good. Good. Hey, I think that's the first time you've said good in a while when I've said that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just nice. <laughs> I got a day off this week. <laughs> well, that's always, that's always a good thing. Uh, yeah, last week I had no days off. This yeah. week I had Sunday. So the uh, the podcast is all. It's always going to be a good week when I start the podcast with an apology. <laughs> but here we go. Um, I do. Greg I made some horribly racist statements. No, on Twitter. no, no. Um, but I, I, we were absent last week, uh, and I, I wasn't planning on that. That wasn't a planned thing. And unfortunately, the day came around, and I just had something come up. And work's been this. This will this will ease into my rant of the week. Um, work's been uh, increasingly difficult. You know, and and it it's it's one thing to be like we're we're we are busier, we're buying more stuff, and those two things are good things, obviously, for the business. Um, but we're also if you're gonna if you're gonna talk crap about Dave, is, does he listen to this? No, no, he doesn't listen. But no, I'm not gonna talk okay. crap about Dave. All right, all right, yeah, we can no, really no, tear into him then it, later. It, it's totally. Uh, I mean, I hate to be this way, but it's totally a customer sided thing. Like it's it, it's the interactions we're having where, you know, the the mask the mask mandate is like. I think people are just a little more frustrated by being forced to do it, even though we were always forcing people to do it. And we've been doing it for two months. Yeah. So, I, you know, but it, so it just gets busier. And so sometimes like, I just don't have the energy for it. I hate to say like, it really sucks because I don't, that's the only downside to like this <clears throat> where I do this as an extra, like as a creative outlet, I do this for fun. I don't do this so that one day I can have like a podcast that's my main job and not have to work my job. Like that's not the point of me doing this or even doing any of my streaming or anything. I just do that to have fun and interact with people and, and share my knowledge of the industry and stuff. And and so sometimes, unfortunately, when like it's just overwhelming, I have to like just not – I can't do it, you know, and that's basically what it was. And, and so my rant of the week – and I've talked about this before a little bit and it's just – I guess it's my fault for for even bringing it up, but I get a little frustrated when people ask me how I'm doing or how things are going. Like a friend, right? A friend will come and say, "Hey, man, how are you?" I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good." They're like, "How's the store?" I'm like, well, "The store is great. It's it's really busy. I mean, honestly, it's and I'll, I'll go this far, which I shouldn't do. I should just be. I shouldn't be honest with them. I should just put on the mask, you know, and just be like, "Oh, it's great. Everything's great." But I'll sometimes get candid and I'll say something like. It, it's it's good. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, we're we're pretty stressed out right now. It works a little bit tougher, and you know we're busier, and 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 it's really stressful. And then they immediately quit back with, "But that's good, right? I mean, it's good. That's good that, that you're busy." I'm like, "Yes, yes, indefinitely, yes. It's better to be busy than not busy. Yes. Okay. So that's our baseline. That's just fact. It is true. But it's just kind of like." <laughs> don't if especially a friend when i'm just like yeah it's been kind of stressful you know and you just want your friend to be like well you know you you guys you know work really hard here and you'll be fine and and uh you know that definitely sucks so it sucks it works a little bit I mean, that's, I mean, that's all we're really asking for but is it weird that i never ask you any of that sort of thing like that i'm never like how's your business let's see your PL. I don't think it's weird. Um, I actually, when I have friends ask me how the business is, I always don't know how to answer that question because if I don't know the person really well, like you, I would be candid with, I would tell you the truth, but like, you know, if it was someone who, cause how do, how do I explain this in a way that's not going to sound like insulting to people listening to this? But like, so I don't, I actually don't consider myself to have a lot of friends. 
uh, and I know it's gonna sound really stupid, but I don't think I have a lot of friends. Like to me, my friends are my family, and I'm really close with my friends. Like my people, friends to me are friends are people that would do anything for me, and I would do anything for them. Like that's what it takes for me to kind of classify someone as a friend. And and I would classify you, John, as as a friend. Like I knew if I needed help, I could come to you, and you would help me. You know. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are customers and they're cool people and I like talking with them, but I don't think I'd ever talk to them. Like we're not friends, you know, and, and, but people have different definitions of that word. Like some, to some people, friendship is like just knowing each other and they'll have 2000 friends on Facebook and they're fine with that. Like me, I've got like a hundred and half of that's my family. So it's like, I don't really have <laughs> friends, you know, to that level and and so like when i do talk to a friend about it to me i feel like i'm really like cracking open a little bit and like kind of like this hardened shell that's around like i'm I'm exposing a little bit of that like hey i'm gonna let you in a little bit and then people are just kind of like well yeah that's a good thing though it's good you should be happy be busy better be busy than not be saying well well yeah <laughs> like i know that but i'm not telling you this so that you can tell me that I'm telling you this because you're my friend and you should say, Oh, that, that really sucks. But you know, Hey, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, if, if, if we can help out at all, let me know. And you know, not, not that I'm ever going to take anyone's help. Cause I'm just, I'm not wired that way, but you know, that, that was yeah, my but, rant of the week is people, people always anybody... like tell me it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm stressed out to the max right now. Like at work, it's, it's like, I said this to Jenny the other day and, and it was kind of, cause I was in a bad mood, but like work isn't as fun as it usually is. And and so I'm not going to say that work isn't fun. Like I, I can't go that far yet, but it's it's way more work than it ever was meant to be. You know, it was I, we're taking it way more seriously than we ever had to do. You know what I mean? And and so it, we're in this weird place right now where like it, I don't know, it's not I don't know. It's 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 harder, you know, and and it's whatever. I'm not a crybaby. I mean, you suck it up and you do your job. It's fine. But like like I said, then sometimes occasionally someone will ask me how I'm doing <laughs> and I feel like I, I, I let them in a little bit and then they say that and I'm like, okay, shutting the door again, <laughs> putting the hard shell around. <laughs> We're done. No more talking about that. Is part of the, like, obviously you've got the crabby customers that are the, the Karens of the world that are out in full force. Like, is it stressful because you kind of feel like every customer could be some sort of like argument potentially? No, I I don't think it's that so much as it is we just always strive for that perfect experience. Like we try so hard for every person to have the best experience they can. And right now people just have more of an edge to them and people yeah. are a little sharper. People have less patience, um, you know, and then like the mask thing. So it's required. But I think there's like this weird unspoken rule where people walk around and they think that as long as they have a mask, but they can just pull it down and don't have to wear it or something, you know. And so then yep. we have to go out of our way and be like, I'm sorry, you have to wear the mask the whole time you're in here, you know. And then people look at us like we're like jerks for asking. Like we've literally been making people wear masks for like two months. I mean, this really shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at this point. And, um, you know, so it, it, it I think it's more that. You know, it's just that we feel like we're letting people down and that we're not getting to our level of service because like it's harder <laughs> and it's just like and we're all stressed out. And, you know, like we had, you know, we had a customer come in with a lot of trades uh, last last week and he they had called like a week earlier and we kind of explained things to him how it's going to work, you know, how long it would take. And it'd be better if they dropped it off and gave us some time and they didn't want to do that. That wasn't like in their plans, which I understand. I respect that. Um, but like th- that's that option or it's that we can't do it all at once. Like that there's no like 
there's no way to do it otherwise. Like there's no happy medium there. Like there, not like I can be like, well, I'll just really quickly do I'll just add this all to my head real quick and give you a number and get you out of here. Like you have a bunch of systems and controllers. You have to test all that stuff. I and mean, there's just no way around yeah. it. And, uh, and it takes time. And, and so like, you know, but that person drove from far away. So their expectation was they were going to come to the place that they love to shop and they're going to get taken care of. And we're kind of telling them, Hey, we may not be able to take care of you the way you want to be taken care of. And so it's like this weird, you know, we're in limbo with it and it sucks because we, we want to take care of people. And then we're already stressed out. And so I think little things that normally wouldn't get to us, get to us a little bit more. And so we're more stressed out and then we might not be as like offering as good of an experience as we normally do. I think that's like, I can't even put words on it because it's just, it's just like nothing I've dealt with before. Yeah. Well, I think people also have an expectation of like how quick trade-ins are at GameStop and don't expect that you kind of, you have to test things out more because you don't have a major company that's just willing to take all your broken crap. Right. (laughs) So, so you actually have to make sure that the stuff you're buying is worth the money you're paying for it. So that way you don't have a negative experience on the other end when you sell it and then you have to lose money and potentially lose a customer. Yeah. Well, and, and you remember this obviously like, so people who don't know GameStop, puts all the trade values in the computer so if you're working there you literally just scan in the game and then you're like okay we're done uh as opposed to like we actually have to look up every item when as it comes in so if someone has yeah if someone has like you know a thousand games i i have to look up a thousand games you know and yeah there's some i can look at and go hey i bought one of these a couple weeks ago it's a $5 Wii game. We have six of them. Like I know what to pay for that. I'm not going to research and be like, Oh, it went from six to $7. I better up them all to $7. Like we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll just leave it at five. Cause we're, we still have six of them at $5. Um, yeah, but that's definitely a thing too, is there is an expectation there, which we do pretty good. Like I think speed wise, we do really good, but you're right. We do have to test things more extensively and we test like accessories I know GameStop had these little, like, this little thing you plugged into a computer. You plug your controller into it, and it was basically a way to test controllers without having to hook them up into a system. And so we, yeah, but we actually have to, to get that damn thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I remember when we had the, remember what they were called, like, the cheese boxes or whatever, and they finally let us, we could hook up game systems to test them on our monitors or whatever at work. Do you remember those? Uh, I don't remember and those. They did that for a little while, and then very quickly after, they gave us all little mini TVs. Because I'm trying to think how we tested systems before. Like, did well, we have a TV? We would hook them up to a little TV, yeah. We did have a TV. Um, well, remember GameStop TV used to be on a DVD? I do remember that, yes. Oh, yeah, it was like at the counter uh, usually. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we'd yep. use that as the testing TV. Man, wild times. <laughs> and wild now, times. I see this. It's totally off a tangent, but... Um, so when you go into places like Prudy and other like smaller mom and pop shops, you'll sometimes run across the same game on the shelf with two different prices. Yes. Uh, do you are you guilty of that anywhere in your store? Do you think? Uh, well, not uh, that I, not that I know of. Um, but it is it is a frustration of mine, and it's a fear of mine. So we are act we actively fight against that. Um, but it depends. So uh, everything in the store, I would say about seventy five percent of the store is individually skewed so like say a game comes in right and we have it at 10 bucks we buy the game from the guy i look it up and now it's down to five bucks we're gonna sell it for 
when I go into the inventory and adjust the price and what we're going to pay and sell it for, and if it says we have two in stock, I'll print two labels on the spot. So at the end of the trade-in, okay. I'll have a list of stickers of games I need to reprice. And essentially, so, that's how so we So you're are. a store that actually cares. Yes. And, that, <laughs> and, and has employees that care. Yes. And, and that's, and that's, but that's the difference in having an inventoried system. A lot of used video game stores do not have an inventory system. They just have like, you know, they have like a, a, a minimal cash register where they just have a sticker on it that says $12.99. So they put in $12.99 game and that's it. Like they don't have an inventory system. Uh, and okay. so, so yeah, so that's how our system works. And essentially that's how we do price changes is because we get so much stuff. We usually let the market kind of dictate the price on what we have. Like if we get another one in, we'll check it, but say if it was out there for like a month and maybe it was overpriced by a couple bucks for a month, like we're not going every Wednesday, like a GameStop and like doing thousands of price changes. It's just not realistic. Um, yeah, at, at MTC Pawn, uh, which used to be Mega Media Exchange. Like, I, I would usually play the game of find the version of the thing I want with cheapest price label yes. on it. Yeah, there's like 10 <laughs> copies of a game and like one's one ninety nine and the rest are five ninety nine or something. Like, yes. Uh, well, so yeah. here's, here's what I will say on the flip side of that then. So we do have some generic skewing at our store, which we have like our Atari games are not individually inventoried. So we have... Atari game Your 1. Your imports are like that, right? Our imports are also like that, yeah. So it's like Atari game 5, Atari game 10. So when we take in a bunch of Atari games, when those get put away, whoever puts them away is supposed to look and say, okay, I just put on Asteroids for 5 bucks. I have to look at all the other copies of Asteroids and make sure they're all 5 bucks. If they're all 2 bucks, then we have to adjust the price or vice versa, whatever. And so sometimes, okay. though, we miss that. Um, Atari games usually stay the same price, but we've definitely missed that before. Same with strategy guides. Those are generically skewed as well. So it, it does happen and it's really frustrating because sometimes people will come up and they'll be like, oh, why, what's the price difference? I'm like, oh, we just made a mistake. We'll, we'll sell it to you at the cheaper price. You know, <laughs> what, what is your selling category in the store? Like console wise, like what do you think sells the least? Uh, least selling category. Um, well, you, I could count, you know, really lesser categories like TurboGrafx-16 and Sega CD and Sega Saturn. Those don't sell very well at all. Obviously, CDI, 3DO, PC, they don't sell hardly at all. Um, but well, for, like, for like one, major... one's a decent selection of. Yeah, I would say probably Sega Genesis is one of the lower categories of like a major console. Okay. Um, and then I would say like original Xbox and PS1. I would say, but like that's really sad to say because our PS One section is like banging all the time. Like we have so much yeah. stuff in there, but it it doesn't really move, you know. But that's that's what I would say are the weakest categories. But those are still decent, you know. Like the only real dead categories in the store, even Atari doesn't really sell very well. Like one that's person what I would, come in. that would have been my guess. Yeah, it sells Atari. pretty terribly. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, like and actually someone messaged us today and said something like, "Hey, have, are you guys buying any Atari games? I have a ton." And I think we replied like, "Well, you can bring them in and we'll be really picky on what we take or we won't take anything because we have so much." And I have like four boxes in the back of ones that aren't inventory. These are ones that we said we didn't want and people gave to us because like, "Well, we don't want them either." So here, and it'll be like 20 games <laughs> at a time, 30 games at a time. And I even gave a whole big box to Rob at Start Over Games for free because I didn't want them anymore <laughs> and I gave them to him and he has a big box of Atari games now and like it, it just they sit it's yeah Atari Atari's a a stinker 
how are the uh, how's your VHS uh, section coming along? I think you've got four in the store now. Or no, you got five VHSs in the store now. <laughs> how okay? Uh, do I have that many? Because oh, you've, okay. you, you've got the, the force. You're talking about the you got the Ghostly. South Park tapes. Okay, the South Park tapes are in my back room. Those are not for sale, oh, so those, those don't count. But if those you count are in the special, if you if you count what's for sale, we have a copy of Gundam Wing and or Endless Waltz uh, on VHS because I got that at a rummage sale. I thought it was cool, and then we have two copies <laughs> of the VHS shooter game Pops Ghostly. So yes. <laughs> technically, I have I would have three VHS tapes in the store at this time. To answer your question, <laughs> it's a good section. It's important stuff. Uh, yeah, we got a, into a ridiculous, random BS on your store tangent here. Yeah, yeah, that took some that took some good time though. That's all right. Uh, so uh, that was my rant of the week. We're we're done with it. It's fine. And again, I always say this: don't shed any tears for me. I'm very lucky and blessed to like have the job I have, and I work hard at it. But I've been very lucky and and successful with it. So I'm not saying like feel sorry for me. Please don't. But it's just one of those things, you know. Like it's just something I think about all the time. And if if you're talking to a friend who owns a business, or even if a friend says like, oh, it's been really busy at work. I'm getting a bunch of overtime. Like when you tell me, John, you're like I got a bunch of overtime. Like I'm not. Well, that's good. You have more money like no i'm just like yeah that sucks man hopefully you're not stressed out you know so anyway if your friends are telling you that <laughs> just just listen to them you don't need to solve the problem you don't need to tell them that they should just deal with it because <laughs> that's essentially what you're doing is you're being like <laughs> just deal with it um all that aside john what have we haven't done this last few weeks but let's talk about what we've been playing john what have you been playing over the last couple weeks what's keeping you busy god i don't even know <laughs> um well i bought uh, I bought one of the uh, 8-bit new Turbo, Turbo Graphics controllers from you. Yes. Uh, the wireless one. So I was playing that last night. Uh, and these controllers are fantastic. Oh, they're great. Um, uh, it's like one-to-one responsive. Like I, It does not feel like there's any lag whatsoever. I love these things. Um, but uh, uh, what the hell? I'm looking at my, my pickup pile. I, uh, I use the Sega Genesis 8-bit dough. Uh, and they're like, I think they're better than the Sega Genesis controllers, personally. Yeah, I think they're they're really good. Yeah. Um. But this this last like two weeks has been a blow. Like, <laughs> I, I've been watching a lot of Ninety Day Fiance with Nicole. Oh sure. Because um, I'll get home and that's on, and I'm like, right, yeah, I guess but, we're watching that. Dude, I totally know what you mean, though. Like, you don't have enough energy to fight it. <laughs> like like yeah. you're not gonna come home like like jane will be watching something like she's re-watching arrested development right now and i'm like that's a perfect show just like just watch it on in the background and not have to think about anything and she's like do you want to watch anything i'm like my brain's fried right now like just i just want to sit down and decompress and then by the time i'm decompressed it's time to feed the cats before bed and then we go to bed like that's that's been a lot of my nights too um but uh i've been wanting to uh my big desire is i want to get to a lumber yard and uh i want to buy they're wood, so I can make another one of those shelves I built. Nice. But I haven't had any any days off, <laughs> so I can't get to a lumber yard because they're all closed on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, what have you been? So I actually, I've been I've been keeping with what I was dabbling in before. So I was playing some World of Warcraft still. I've got my character pretty much maxed out for this expansion, though, so there's not really a whole lot to do. I can log on for a couple hours here and there. I'm still playing some Warzone. 
Uh, I, I, there's a new season of that. I don't care about that at all. Uh, I don't care about that game and anything that people love about that game. I don't care. It's just a good shooter. Like it's the perfect <laughs> game to like just just pick up and play for a half hour and shoot some guys and feel good about getting some kills and then log off. Like it's just it's which is exactly kind of where my mindset is, which sucks because I'm trying to finish Ghost of Tsushima, and that's a game that I need like five hour bursts to play because it's it's so. There's so much to do. It's like The Witcher 3 that way where you have to... I want to do everything, and I'm going to do everything in that game, and I fully plan on platinum in that game, but I can't play it for a half hour. I can't play it for an hour. Oh, like, I need I need to play it longer, and right now my brain's just not in that mode. Um, however, just today... Uh, now, we're recording this on Tuesday night this week um, because you've got a very important <laughs> meeting tomorrow night <laughs> for the future of this country might be at stake. Um, but... Uh, so to just tonight before the podcast, I got like two hours of Sushima in and like, that was good. Like that was a good amount of time to play. And I was worried that I was starting to forget how the combat worked because the combat's not hard. It's just, there's a lot going on. So you want to make sure you don't forget how to play. And, and, uh, cause that happens to me sometimes if I go away from a game for a few months and I come back, I'll forget how to play. And then I'm like, this game's way too hard to like, try to remember how to play. I'm- this late in I've the done game, that a lot. you know, it happened to me in the first Neo actually. Like I, I got like 85% through that game. Then I quit and I came back like eight months later. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to pick this up again. Like I'm bad at the game. I have to start it <laughs> over. And I was never going to start it over again. Um, and, uh, but question, before, have oh, you yeah. tried the deadly mode in Tsushima? I have not. I, I might do that when I finish the game, but I've heard that's kind of fun. I've heard it makes the game easier in that the battles that last longer don't because if you if you get um, up on the enemy like one slash can kill them. Nice, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Uh, I I definitely want to play around with that a little bit because like actually right now I kind of in the beginning I was frustrated with the combat because it felt like it took too long to kill a guy, but now I've upgraded my sword almost to the max. Like I'm gonna have that thing upgraded to the max before I leave the first island. And that thing now, like, if I dodge one spear attack, I get to slash three times and it kills the guy that tried to kill me. So I can dodge an attack, kill a guy, parry, perfect parry, the next guy, kill him. And then, like, dodge an attack, kill the next guy. So it, like, combat feels like I kill guys a lot faster now because I finally level up my weapons. So, um, okay. Yeah. So, so that's helping. But, but really, what I've been doing a lot of, and this is actually why I haven't been playing as much either, is for the longest time, I wanted to get myself a Plex server set up as like my home media server because I have all these Blu-rays. I have all this anime. I have all this stuff that I want to stream to other devices in the house and I've just never done it. And so finally uh, last week I started getting into it. Like I bought a network server and so I have like hard drives hooked up to a network drive and, and like all this other stuff. And so then I'm getting all my movies ripped and converted and it's just, it's like an unbelievable time sink. It's like, it just wastes all this time. Um, and it's like at the time I could be doing anything else, but I'm just sitting at my computer, like making sure I have the latest IMDB information on all the actors in this movie. And like, it's crazy. Um, I asked, uh, I asked Chris Schmidtke to help me set up something like that. Uh, because I also have a lot of movies and then he'd be like, he'd be like, well, do you want to do like, like five raid drives and blah, blah, blah. But like, never mind, I'm good. 
Yeah. Well, I can help you with that now. I went through it and I can explain it to you like a human person, like a real human being. Um, so yeah, so that's been kind of it. Not, not really playing a lot, just those two things and finally getting back on Sushima, which I plan on playing most of the day tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I might stream it. I did a video for the drop rate YouTube channel this morning and I, I only did it cause I kind of felt bad because they sent me a free key for the game, uh, through Twitter actually. And they were like, Hey, so for Tsushima? No, 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 no. For, um, oh, okay. well now I got to find the name of the game or I'm going to feel bad. Um, it was, it's a game called, uh, the ambassador fractured timelines and it comes out in like two days. Okay. And they sent me like the beta access. It was super cool though. And they sent it to me. I thought that was really nice. Um, they just reached out and they said, Hey, please pardon our cold DM. I wanted to get in touch cause we're releasing our game and here's a steam key for it. And I was like, that's really sweet, man. Like that was really cool. And like, we're not that big a YouTuber. So if we get a free game, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I, I felt obligated, uh, to do the, to do the video. And I did that. And then they also yeah. asked if we'd live stream it though. And I'm like, well, we don't really live stream a lot. And if I live stream, I'm not typically live streaming like weird indie games like that, but um, it is fun, actually. It's a pretty good platformer, like action puzzler. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I played that, but I only played for like 15 minutes today, so I don't really consider that, <laughs> that what I've been playing the last two weeks. But um, I love seeing the, the douchebags on Twitter that are like begging for free keys. Oh, like, so um, somebody did that on one of the limited runs things like they they tweeted at like limited run dog or Rosh, and they were like hey if i could get a copy of papers please like i would stream it and like <laughs> like boost it out it's like dude it's gonna it's sold out <laughs> like he doesn't need you he doesn't need your help selling this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it, it's it's i don't know P- people i i could get on a tangent about twitter like like the like yesterday <laughs> i don't know if you saw my tweet uh, it got pretty good traction. It basically, you know, uh, Reiner from Game Informer had said something like, you know, how Series X and Series S end in the same sound. And like he was basically making a joke about the name of the new Xbox. And so I just tweeted out like, you know, my almost daily interaction with customers, which is them coming in saying, we're looking for an Xbox. And I go, oh, an original Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One Series X or Xbox Series X. And then I share the Doc Rivers gif of him just staring like, huh? You know? So, like, that's that happens almost every day. People ask for an Xbox. Like, oh, what kind of Xbox are you looking for? And obviously, I don't rattle them all off, you know, like that. Um, but, you know, whatever. And so I, I put that up, and it got, like, 40 likes and, like, 10 reaches. I'm like, oh, cool. And then, like, one of the comments today, I didn't even reply to it because I don't care. But he just replied back, like, what a stupid argument. You know, people still buy phones, and people still buy cars, and they have the same naming conventions. That's just a silly argument. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not arguing anything. <laughs> I'm literally just telling you that, like, this is my interactions with people with the way they understand this. So are, are you, like, I can't comment on cars and phones because I don't sell those, but I'm going to assume if someone goes in and says, I want to get an iPhone, someone has the exact same <laughs> issue that I have with Xboxes. Um, you know, it's like when they start well, I think You don't have the need to sell them the latest thing, though. You have the need to sell them whatever they're looking for. Whereas, like, when you're a car dealership or you go to a, a phone store, they're trying to sell you the latest and most expensive and fancy-ass thing that they can. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, or you are truly t- trying to figure out what they need 
versus what you want them to take home. Interesting. Well, I like it. And, and I guess it'd be easier if you said, I want the latest iPhone. Like if someone came in and said, I want the latest Xbox, I'm like, okay, here you go. It's an X. This is what you need. Um, but people yep. don't really do that. They come in because their kid will say something like, I just want an Xbox, mom. Can you get me an Xbox? Billy's got an Xbox next door. And you're like, okay, go to the store. Hey, I need an Xbox. Well, what kind of Xbox do you need? And then you rattle off 10 of them. And they're like, the lady just looks at you like, why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> My kid didn't tell me none of this stuff. Come on, man. What are you doing? Well, and and I'm sure you've seen this, but like working at GameStop and you hire like a holiday employee and then they they throw like the incredible nerd jar at the mom that has mm. no idea what the hell they're saying. <laughs> yeah. And like you just be like, less, less of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dave's a little guilty of that sometimes, too, because he wants to help them and he wants to inform them. And you can't really get upset at that. Except that when it's like, I can look at a mom and be like, you're wasting your time. Like, this is going, like, I can watch her eyes glazing over as he's talking to her. Yep. And, and you're just like, <laughs> uh, you know, but let him go. You know, I'd rather that than have him not talk to him at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> whatever. Um, <clears throat> oh, you mentioned uh, anime on your Plex server, right? This is, it's, I picked this up uh, today, actually. Uh, Ride your wave. Nice. Which I think looked pretty cool. I'm excited to watch that. Nice. I, I gotta, I've been buying a lot of uh, G Kids stuff. Nice. Yeah, I've been getting into. I've been looking into a lot of those movies, and I, like I've been going through some of the older Ghibli library and stuff. But <clears throat> excuse me. All right. So today, John, let's get to our first story of the day. So here we go. I'm, I'm gonna queue it up. <clears throat> excuse me. Ugh. A little down the run pipe. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna queue it up. So first up on the podcast today, John. Like we were talking about earlier, we're going to be talking about Rocksteady's new game. So we were talking about this just a few weeks ago. Remember, we were hinting at like that. I think it was during the Xbox thing. We were like, oh, we were really hoping to see some like Rocksteady's new game or whatever. It'd been really cool. And so it was. They were kind of quiet. And we had talked about rumors such as maybe a Ninja Turtles game, which obviously didn't make sense because it wasn't a Warner Brothers property. Uh, you okay over there? <laughs> I'm, now I now I have cracked on the wrong pipe. Um, and so uh, they officially teased the game. They are going to talk more about it later on August 22nd at the DC Fandom event. But basically, Rocksteady announced that they're making a Suicide Squad game, which is one of the rumors that was floating around for quite a while. Um, <coughs> and I wanted to, I want to toss it to you first. Because I know you're a big Roxy fan, you you talk, We talked to this maybe a month or two ago about how you you bought like the Batman games on like every system you could, and you bought like the import ones or something, and you, you yes, you maxed out the game's achievements like six times and trophies. <laughs> and trophies. Uh, it's, I think it's nine or ten times actually. So go ahead and recap that one more time. All right. So on the Xbox consoles, uh, I have a thousand out of a thousand points in the standard 360 version. Uh, now that when I all of these are going to be Batman Arkham Asylum versions, so <coughs> standard 360 version and the Game of the Year edition have two separate achievement lists. On PC, the standard and Game of the Year edition have two separate achievement lists uh, for games for Windows Live. So you still got Xbox achievements for them, but you cannot do those anymore because they shut down the games for L Windows Live service. Right. Correct. Yep. Yep. The Japanese version on Xbox 360 has its own separate achievement list, which I have a thousand points in. And then the Xbox One remaster, I have a thousand points in. 
And then the PlayStation 3, uh, the standard edition, I have a thousand points in. They have a Japanese version, but er, I say a thousand points. I have a platinum in. Platinum. Uh, the Japanese version, I have a platinum in. And the PS4 remaster, I have a platinum trophy in. That's so I kind of like so you're a, the, that game. You're a fan. <laughs> you're what we'll call in the biz a fan. Um, yes. So um, when when the only hear... one I'm missing is the I haven't done the PC Steam version. We'll get on it. What are you waiting for? Uh, working <laughs> so, working computer. <laughs> so with that being said, you're obviously a fan of Rocksteady's games, uh, particularly the Batman games. When you yes. first heard it was official, it was going to be a Suicide Squad game, where did your head go? How did you feel about it? Now, I'm excited and also worried because we don't know anything about it yet other than that it's got Superman in it and that somebody might shoot him in the face. Um, mm-hmm. He's but, got a crosshair. This is the picture that people can see on the YouTube video here that... Like the tweet, yeah. the tweet was of Superman, like looking away, and then there's the Suicide Squad logo, which is like a crosshair, and it's on Superman's head. So the thing that worries me is I've heard people talk about it as a games as a service game, like Destiny, and like that Avengers game that's coming out. Mm, okay, and that worries me because the the a lot of the reason i like the batman games is the combat and the atmosphere and i don't know that i would like it as much if they shoehorned in like a different combat style and multiplayer requirements like yeah. i don't want to do a raid in a batman game sure like sure. my my brain like, I don't play those types of games, and so, like, a raid to me just sounds like something I want nothing to do with. I, I bought Destiny, and I played it for, like, maybe 20 minutes, and I never in a million years will probably ever, ever, ever do a raid. Yeah. Um, me and Adam played all the single-player, well, all the story mode stuff for the first Destiny, and it was, like, I think it was maybe 10 hours. We were like, that was cool, mm-hmm. and then that was it. I was never mm-hmm. going to grind away at that game, yeah. Yeah, well, and, like, everything I heard about my friends playing that game sounded awful (laughs) like the grinding that you mentioned like like being like oh i hit max character level and now i have to grind gear to upgrade my light level so that way i can take on the raid and it's just like yeah i that sounds like work (laughs) so yeah so like that side of things i want nothing to do with now from a like what could be exciting to me is the so Batman Arkham City and uh, Arkham Knight had a bunch of extra characters in it, and they were all really cool. And they fought different than Batman. They had they had different uh, weapons and different traverses, but they were locked in their own specific levels that were built from the ground up for them. Yeah. Uh, short, other than Catwoman. Catwoman, you could play in Arkham City in the whole game. Uh, you couldn't do Batman's missions, but you, you could run around the whole world, but like you couldn't do that with Robin and Nightwing and stuff. And so that those characters were awesome, but locked in that world. Now, 
having a bunch of different characters to select on a Suicide Squad team and have them all a, a fight very differently, but be in the same open world sounds really neat to me, and that has me excited. Um, and they could potentially do multiplayer okay. Um, sure. I don't know that I would want like six player, like two player sounds fun. Um, but then they tried multiplayer with like that um, Batman or- Arkham Origins in like this weird like three versus one type thing. And like, I don't want that. I just like, I would want co-op. I don't want any sort of like um, last or not last of us uh, left for dead style, like asynchronous multiplayer garbage. I just want to play with someone else. I'd be fine with that. Um, But I'm, I think the game's going to be great. I'm excited to learn more about it. uh, And I hope it's better than Avengers. So I am very excited for it. I, I, I always will give a studio credit and I will, I will, I will hold them to a high standard, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt until they give me a reason not to Rocksteady has not given me a reason not to trust their quality of their games. So I'll yeah. trust it. I'll assume it's going to be a good game. Here's a couple of things that worry me though. Five years it's been since Arkham Knight came out. So arguably their next game has been in development for at least six years, maybe even seven. That's a long time. Like even in current AAA, that's a long time. That's like cyberpunk levels and cyberpunk is, and who knows this game could be as big and as, as big an undertaking, but like, I mean, Witcher and cyberpunk, I wouldn't expect Rockside to be on that level with that amount of time it would take. Um, plus I would assume they're not rebuilding their engine from the ground up. I, I want to say, I thought I read somewhere that the Arkham engine was like a, uh, a modified unreal engine. Yes. So, I mean, it's not like that shouldn't be pretty portable over to any new version of unreal. Like it, it should be, you're working with a system you've already worked in, you know, it's not like they're making a custom engine just for their game. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about how long it's taking. The other thing I'm worried about was when they started to make this game, if I remember correctly, the first Suicide Squad movie wasn't out and we had no rumblings of a second <laughs> one. And the first Suicide Squad movie, in my opinion, is mediocre. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's it's not. It's mediocre. Uh, and this next one, it's going to be directed by James Gunn, which has got high potential. But what if it also is not good? <laughs> right? So then you've got two bad movies you know, not that Suicide Squad, apparently the comics have been doing pretty well because the, with the interchangeable team members, it's there's some really interesting stuff they can do. But the movies and the media has been kind of, you know, I don't think James Gunn can do any wrong anymore. Like, I think he's he's got such a decent like his last like five, six movies have all been fantastic yeah, and just stylistically have been really cool. I would say the only flub that he was affiliated with that I I would say he shouldn't have put his name on was I didn't like Brightburn as much as as I thought I would. Uh, but he didn't he didn't direct or write that. I think that was an idea by one of his brothers. Oh, Brightburn. I don't even think I know what that is. Uh, Brightburn is uh, it's it's basically evil Superman. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I've not seen. But it that, goes but... too far. Like, like, I, I think it's more troubling because he's a kid the entire time. Mm. Whereas, like, <clears throat> well, don't spoil anything because uh, I haven't seen it. But 
Yeah, well, I'm just like comparing <laughs> to the boys. So sure. you've seen the boys. Yeah. Um. So the in the boys, the the home. What is that guy's name? Homelander. Homestar Runner. Homestar Runner. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. it's Homelander. I think is that. Sound I'm right? pretty sure it's Homestar Runner. Sure, um, we'll go with that. Why yeah. not? <laughs> so in that, like, he does awful things, but he's an adult, and so like, it's weird seeing this very, very dark, very gory thing come out of a little kid. Um, so I think that's that was what was troubling about it for me. Um, so, like, I don't know that I would want to watch another Brightburn, but I definitely want to see season two of, of The Boys. Yeah. Well, and I definitely um, and I definitely want to see his Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential there, too. Yeah, I'm excited. I like and he's he's got like a good cast of characters in it. Like, I, I actually I like John Cena a lot as an actor. Um, so. All right. Like I, I enjoyed him in the um, uh, the what the hell is it Bumblebee movie a lot. Okay, like that movie all around was just fun. I've actually heard so, that's yeah. really good. I, I have not seen it yet. The other Transformers movies really soured me on those, but I oh, do. I have heard it's good. I agree. I stopped watching the Transformers movies after the second one, um, but of which there are five terrible ones. Mm. Um, and then, but no, um, Bumblebee's fantastic. It's really, really good. Okay. Um, all right I'll, I'll i should toss you some of those movies because i have i have both i mentioned and you can throw them on your server cool um so yeah i guess to, to wrap it all up i i uh, I, I thought it was cool i guess i think i was a little let down but that's because i put some unrealistic expectations out there i think the idea of a justice league game would have been awesome you know batman flash wonder woman <laughs> you know cyborg Superman, and even if it was something like Superman was missing, or it's during the like death of Superman angle, and like they're out there, you know what I mean? Like there could have there could have been some stuff, but I know that that universe is kind of effed right now in the in the movies, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to stay away from that stuff. People right now, are you know? people are speculating that realistically that anybody could be in the Justice or in the Suicide Squad, since it is like it seems like. Superman may have gone rogue and be evil. So like it might be a like a Starro version of sure. or Eclipse over in a Superman. And so like you might see uh somebody that would normally be in the Justice League aligned with the Suicide Squad because they need to they need help to take yeah. Superman down. Which would so, be kind of like there was that uh that Batman comic years ago called the, I believe it was called The Nail where Batman accidentally killed the Justice, or basically took down the Justice League, um, because uh, I think the calculator got, he got access to Batman's computer, and basically Batman had like a fail-safe put, to put in place to take out every single member of the Justice League. Oh, and sure. So I could see that potentially being used, um, or like that sort of storyline. Like, being put into play the the other weird the weird thing that just happened i don't know if you read anything about this but apparently there was a giant shakeup at dc yesterday yes where they fired a ton of people including jeff or i don't know if they fired jeff johns or just took him off of uh a lot of projects but jeff johns had been like a big driving force but behind a lot of the tv and the movies uh in the dc 
sure side of things. Uh, and he also like he revitalized some characters back in the uh, the mid two thousands. Like um, Green Lantern was kind of not even relevant until Jeff Johns relaunched it uh, in like two thousand four, two thousand five, uh, with uh, Ethan Van Sever, uh, who's a terrible person, um, and uh, that character became really really awesome. Uh, but apparently after New 52 started, like, he kind of started running things into the ground. So now Jim Lee is apparently 100% in charge of all things DC. See, but I heard that he got, like, demoted, too. That, like, he was really? no longer, like, I heard he was no longer, like, a editor, producer, or whatever. Like, he was getting bumped hmm. down to just, like, something. I forget what it was. I just kind of skimmed it. I'm not a big, I'm not a big DC guy, but. Um, I, I like a lot of their their tv shows and stuff yeah. like i the harley quinn show is freaking hilarious also to go along with that too because we had talked about this a few weeks ago um the rumors are now that that they might keep warner brothers might keep their digital side now like they may not i now. saw that now that tells me uh, one of two things one uh they didn't have any good offers <laughs> that were worth it <laughs> which which is very believable to me or two part of the shakeup was no we don't sell off our assets in a high money making environment like video games you know and so it would make sense that they that that but it's one of those two things and i i'm worried that it was like it was basically like no one was willing to to deal enough and pay enough you know for for them but um but that's probably a good thing keep keep them you know i i mean them going to like ea or or even microsoft or something like it just didn't feel like it would have been the right fit so right. I'm glad that's not happening. Well, and it really makes me wonder. So, like the the rumor was that they wanted four billion dollars oh, for nice. for the studios, and like it makes me wonder how much or how long it would take to get back that money. Because uh, like Microsoft bought uh, Minecraft for like two billion dollars yeah, or something they like that. Mojang for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but then they they had a property that was pretty much an everlasting property. Like you could constantly sell Minecraft, you could constantly sell like merchandise for Minecraft. Whereas like if you're buying um, Rocksteady and you're buying um, Nether Realm and stuff, those are the two studios that really are putting out a large amount of a consistent amount of product. Yeah, uh, of quality. But then there's a shelf life for those games where eventually they will go down in price or they will just stop selling altogether. So, like, they don't have a continuing revenue stream that really, I think, would be worth $4 billion. Yeah. Yeah, they make some of my most favorite games, but I can't see them being worth what what a Minecraft would be. Yeah, Minecraft had had, um, broken the barriers of like video games i mean like you said there was a ton of merch there were the shows the cartoon like there was a whole bunch of other stuff coming out with minecraft it was a it was no longer just a video game property it was a media property and so yeah i i kind of agree like it would that would have been a tough sell um which well, also, you all, um dc or not dc um disney bought all of star wars for four billion dollars right <laughs> Whereas, so like, like very Star good point. Wars, very good point. Star Wars is obviously a massive property, and they had tons of they have they had a back catalog of movies, and they have a back catalog of video games that they were getting access to, and all the all the stuff. 
Um, I think Indiana Jones was probably part of that. Um, it was all Lucas, whereas, I think, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, Rocksteady is an amazing studio, but they don't own Batman. So you're not getting Batman with Rocksteady being bought. Um, you would get Mortal Kombat, but, the, like, you'd still have to pay... You, you'd have to pay Warner Brothers to license their Batman property. Well, that so would they're... yeah, that would depend on what the deal was because if if the if if the deal was we'll sell you our digital distribution like our our digital side and then in that deal was something like and you have lifelong access to our properties, then that would hold some value because there's also Lord yes. of the Rings in there and there's all, you know, like like there were other other properties too, but no, you're right. Like it's not like if they bought the digital side of Warner Brothers Interactive, they're not getting the rights to Batman. They don't get all the money that Batman makes. They're just getting what Rocksteady made with Batman and whatever they make in the future. And you're right, they're still gonna have to pay licensing deals unless that's part of the deal. So Yeah. Four billion dollars would be to yeah. me something more along the lines of like, all right, we're buying DC. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, or we're buying Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's right. like, you know what I mean? We're buying HBO. I don't know, something like that. But in any case, um, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely want to see more about the game. It's good to know that what they're working on. You know, it just felt weird that it had been yes. a mystery for so long. Um, and there were rumors they were supposed to announce it at E3 this year, and then obviously that all got blown up. So, uh, but yes. I mean, they're going to be really, really excited on um, August 24th, or I'm going to be really sad. Nice. Well, uh, it's actually August twenty second, but if you take a couple oh, of days to watch it, <laughs> but all right, we'll but we'll move on. So next up on the podcast, John, we are talking about Halo. Yeah, we're talking about Halo. Oh, that poor and smooth, guy. Smooth hairless apes. Poor guy. <laughs> so do you have a smooth hairless face on the screen? I, I, I don't anymore. I I, I will. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just don't want. I don't want to ruin it. You know, we gotta we gotta get there. You can't you can't waste it. You know. Um. So here's here's the story. Uh, Halo Infinite, right, set to be an Xbox launch title. Arguably Microsoft's biggest property is Halo, not counting Minecraft. Let's just talk Halo as far as their exclusivity and stuff like that. It was supposed to be a launch title for the Series X coming, which has now been confirmed to be coming in November. However, just today they announced 343 Studio head Chris Lee made this announcement on Twitter. Today, I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting all of us this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship at this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you and we share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. Signed, Chris Lee. So, I mean, that's good, right? What's the quote from Miyamoto? Is that, um, you know, a, a, a rushed game is bad forever? 
right? In the sense that, uh, yep. you know, a, a delayed game is, is, can be good when it comes out. That's the, the sentiment as where if you rush a game and you put it out, it's bad. Now in this day and age, you can patch games. So it doesn't quite apply the same, but it's not good. Um, so <laughs> of course, uh, there's no need to be upset according to, uh, <laughs> the brute. <laughs> I love the memes of this man. This, this I just love it. I love this guy. I love. This. I hope they don't change it. I hope they don't change the graphics. Um, but let's talk a little bit about it. So, with that all being out of the way, what is happening? The question I want to pose to you, John, is: How big of an impact do you think this has on the success of the launch of the Xbox Series X this November? Uh, well, I think I think both consoles are going to sell out. Period. Like, how many ever they can make, they're going to sell. Uh, I think it is going to dampen the excitement a little bit. Um, but I still think that there's going to be games to play. Um, I'd like to know more on what is going to be at launch for the console. But I think people are going to be willing to wait. I, I think what they should do is, for Game Pass members... They should be like, hey, uh, for Game Pass members, we're going to do a beta where we give you two multiplayer maps to let you mess around with. It is a beta. Sure. Like, don't judge it on the as, as the final product. But here, have some fun. And then when the full game launches, we're going to launch that free multiplayer to everybody. Uh, and so give them give them something to look forward to. And like, hell, even do it like Xbox One X. Or have it do the Series X be the those players get access to that beta um, because realistically you can at least then the prettiest version of the game is being shared right, out right. there versus the Xbox uh, One version of the game. Yeah, I I think that would be a good way to spin this and save save a little bit of your your launch excitement um, because obviously if you if you launch that free multiplayer free to everyone before the game's even out people aren't going to buy your game they're going to be like oh well why do we need to buy the game we can already play this free (laughs) multiplayer uh who cares about the the single player whereas if you if you give them a taste of that multiplayer you can you can then still potentially get them to buy that game in like months yeah, so I, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's going to affect the initial sales of the system. I think the people that want to buy it, the early adopters are going to buy it. Um, uh, I, I think, I, I don't think it's good. You know, I definitely think it's unfortunate because, you know, to have just an absolute banger of a title on launch is just good marketing. It's not necessarily that it's going to make the system better necessarily, but it's good marketing. If you have a Halo game, that's the same as Nintendo having a Zelda game at launch. Like it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and I think with the, with X cloud coming out, that would have been a great game to get a bunch of people subscribed to X cloud right when the X came out, because it's like, well, you could buy, you know, you can buy game pass, sorry, game pass, not X cloud, excuse me, game pass. You could buy game pass for 120 bucks or buy Halo for 60 bucks, and then you get Game Pass, you get Halo, you get this, you get this, you get this, you get this. And so, like, to me, like, I mean, they could even have, like, Halo-themed Game Pass subscription cards. Like, you know all that was coming. And, yeah. and so now it's like, well, we just don't have that. And not that they aren't going to have games to play, and it's fully backwards compatible. So, I mean, there's going to be tons of stuff to play. Cyberpunk is going to look good on it. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, it's not like the system's bad now that it doesn't have Halo, but I definitely think it's going to put quite the damper on the excitement uh, around that. Um, and I have to wonder, this is just a side thought, they had to know this delay was coming when they showed this game off at the last Xbox event, right? <laughs> like, there's no I, way that they made this, <laughs> like, they just figured this out a week later. I think this is definitely a reaction to that Xbox event. Uh, really? I think okay, so you're saying that because of the negative, the negativity that there was a little bit of negativity surrounding the game, you think it got delayed for that reason, too, not just that it was already going to be delayed. Yeah, I think it put a magnifying glass on on the game a little bit harder than they probably expected. And, like, people freeze-framing on that poor ape were, were a little savage. And so, like, I think <laughs> Phil Spencer probably was like, maybe we need to let this thing bake a He's little so bit. He's so happy, though. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love he this looks, guy. What's his name? He looks like I a toy forget. I had in the 80s. I always forget his name. Is it, like, George? Is that his name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it's 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 great. I love this guy. He reminds me of, uh, there was this horror movie called Ghoulies, which were like little toilet oh, monsters. Oh, yeah, I know, I know Ghoulies. It's a great movie. <laughs> he, looks, <laughs> he looks like a like a giant ghoulie. Man, that's just, that's just wrong, man. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I love it. I think the memes are great. Um, but I, I guess, I don't know. Okay, so that's an interesting take. Let me, let me process that for a minute. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to process what you said a little bit. What I want to know is what the hell are going to be the launch titles for either of these systems? Like, yes. I can't think of a <laughs> launch title for Xbox Series X, like, so, that immediately comes to mind. I mean, like, Assassin's Creed, but uh, yeah. what from Microsoft? I uh, believe. For PlayStation, what from PlayStation? Yeah, I, I believe, I can't say for sure, but I believe that the medium, which is the, the Team Blooper, the Blooper okay. Team game, I believe that is launched, but again, not technically Microsoft, but like it's it, you know, okay, it's I think it's PC I, and them exclusive. I don't think it's on I PS4 right away. Miles Morales Spider Man, I think, will be a launch. Spider Man's launch, and I don't. I mean, they haven't said yet. I'm I'm hoping and praying that Demon Souls remake is a is a uh, launch title, but I have a feeling it won't be. But it's been in development yeah, long I'm- enough where it could be. Uh, I'm not so, going to hold my breath on that, but God, I would love that. Yeah, that, that'd be like, that would crush it. Because I say this a lot, I, I know we always talk about this, and we always have to give this like quick rundown because there's just stupid fanboys everywhere. I have a preference for the Sony console. I have forever. Uh, I would say arguably, you, you bounce back and forth, but you're a huge Microsoft guy. You love the Xbox. Yes. You, you've I enjoyed have more, the, yeah. I have more PlayStation 4 games right now than Xbox One games, but that's just because PlayStation allows companies to print more games right. and so there are more playstation 4 games than yeah, xbox games. you're able to buy a whole bunch of cheap stinkers and stuff uh which yes I, <laughs> which xbox only do um but so i say that but here's why i'm saying that now is because i thought the xbox one had the best launch title out of both consoles that generation and it was dead rising 3 that was the best launch yes. title on the ps4 or Xbox One. Like between the two it was the best launch title. I actually thought the PS4's launch titles kind of sucked. And and like it was it was a rough little bit of time there, especially since the PS4 had no backwards compatibility. And so it was like, man, all I can play is PS4 games and like I don't really care. And I'm not saying there weren't good games, just they weren't I I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested in Killzone and I wasn't interested in some of the others. Um and so yeah, I, I mean launch titles are important, at least one. 
like one crushing yes. title. And I think Spider-Man is it. I think Miles Morales, plus they're talking how it's going to include the entire Spider-Man game with its upscaled patches or whatever for the PS5. Um, Have they officially said that now? No, it's still just rumblings, but I feel like yeah. that just makes sense because it's already there. Why wouldn't you just throw it on? Especially if they're going to try to, because then they're going to charge the game. They're going to sell the game for 60 bucks then. Yes. If they include Spider-Man, if they don't include Spider-Man, then they have to be around that 40 to $50 range for it being a quote unquote, uh, lost legacy sort of extra add on dealy Bob. Um, but yeah. So, so getting back to your point though, about, about it being delayed because of the backlash, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I, I think, I think they already knew it was going to get delayed and they probably didn't bother them as much because they were like, yeah, we know some of these graphics are still being tweaked. So we're not going to like stress out about the memes and the jokes um, because I don't think I didn't think the backlash was too bad. I thought the only backlash I saw was obviously this 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 character <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was him. And then, yeah, there were some people complaining about the graphics. But to me, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, but that's the style they're going for. They're replicating the look of the first Halo. And, and I yeah. thought they did a good job of that. And it's an open world game too. Like open world games aren't striving for perfect graphics because, well, it's a huge open world. Like they, you know, you have to balance that. You have to balance like your huge open world with graphic, you know, with graphics and with whatever. So um, it's like, it's a balance. You can't just make everything super huge and open and look perfect. Cause there's such thing as render times and such and, and, and power and, uh, and only so much um, that your consoles can do hardware can do. I really um, think they should just finally mash up Gears and Halo and make make a crossover game. Sure. Why not? I mean, why just Hail Mary at this point? Um, yeah. But we also know, too, that, like, Fable won't be launch. We know, like, I don't think any of Microsoft's heavy hitter franchises will be at launch. I don't, what are they even doing yeah, with Ford Gears? not. Because what are they doing with Gears at this point? Are they even working on a new Gears game? Or is that, like, because that franchise is in a weird spot right now because they went all the way up to five. Right, and apparently so, five is really good, but it also was ten dollars like three months after yeah. it came out at Best Buy. When when you get up to that many too, like how do you reboot that franchise? Like look at Halo. Halo rebooted after five, you know, and so yeah. like Gears is to that point where it's like, do you reboot? Do you change? Like what do you do? It's it's getting stale, I guess. Getting um even Assassin's Creed is doing the same thing. Like they're going through their renaissance right now because. It's just the formula gets stale. So uh, I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's not a good thing. I mean, obviously, they're disappointed. And then uh, on a side note, slightly attached to that, Jason Schreier apparently is working on a story about crunch and issues at 343. Hmm. And so now I saw a tweet, and I finally got to like one of his tweets and not sarcastically. Um, <laughs> he, he tweeted out something about, you know, Whenever you see a delay like this, all I can think about is how there's going to be crunch for the next six months now instead of the next two months before launch or something. And I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, well, you don't know that, but it's probably fair to say they're behind. So, yeah, when you're behind, that's what has to happen. Um, and then someone replied too, because he said because he said something about he's yet to find a company that when a game gets delayed means that there's less crunch. And so someone said, well, yeah, but what about Nintendo with the Animal Crossing announcement? Remember, they said they delayed it so that they didn't have to crunch. And Jason Trier actually replied and said something along the lines of, I'm still very skeptical about that statement. And I was like, finally, <laughs> something I can agree with this guy on. Finally. Like, yes, I'm skeptical about that too. And and just because it was Nintendo, though, like everybody was like, see, see Nintendo, they're the good guys, man. 
Nintendo's the good guys. They, when they delay a game, it's because they want their employees not to be overworked. And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. That's just good PR spin, baby. And and that's important, and that's good, too. That's just good PR, though. Come on with that. And it's just, oh, yeah, magically Nintendo. A Japanese company of all companies is not known for its good work life balance practices okay let's just let's be real about that cultural differences so they're, they're giving they give all of their employees extra smoke breaks which is funny that is funny which is also funny john is you and i would incredibly excel in the japanese industries you know what i mean like just the way <laughs> we are like the way we're it's like hey man i'll put in the extra work i want to work extra I want yep. to do this. Like, like it's almost like we would fit in so well there. Not that we don't fit in here. I mean, we've worked for companies that needed us to do that, even though there was no extra compensation. Like, like GameStop was a weird company that way where, like, they always just expected you to do extra, <laughs> like, outside of your normal means. They're just like, no, you just stay late. Or, oh, yeah, that other store, he had to fire all his employees because he caught him stealing. So I need you to lend all your employees to his store. And then you have to work seven days in a row at your store. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then later you're like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> um, but you still have to work under, under a certain amount of hours. So that way you don't get overtime. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was never there for the overtime yes, reckoning. You, that you managers were salary. Um, I was salaried through and through. I was the, Oh, we have to send you sh- to Sheboygan because the manager cut his hand and is on disability for three months. So, uh, <laughs> so, so basically, you have to do his job and your job for the exact same pay. Oh, and by the way, we're technically making you manager of the Sheboygan store, so we're not gonna pay you mileage on your expense checks because oh. you're technically the store manager of that store. And I was like, huh, what? That is a kick in the balls. Oh man. I, I fought for it actually. Like, like I actually fought for that though, and I got that back. Yeah, because I, I submitted like an expense check. It was like two grand when I was done with that <laughs> summer, counting the mileage and everything. And I did meals too. I did a meal every day, and I did all the stuff like you're allowed to do. And and so then like I remember, it was Tim was the DM, and he he had a problem with it. He was like, ah, you can't. This is huge. I'm never gonna be able to allow this. And then when it went up to the regional, who was rich at the time. Rich was like, "Hey man, just you know, next time just try to try to get you know try to do smaller ones. Don't just wait and do one big one." And I thought I was doing a favor by doing <laughs> one big one. I thought that was smarter. It wasn't, but I ended up getting that. Just had to fight a little bit for it. That's good. Uh, what what manager cut his hand? What was their what was their first name? Uh, was it Todd? Does that sound right? He was like a he was kind of a weird squirrely dude with glasses, okay. and then he he ended up getting termed for uh faking a bunch of reserves and stuff nice and i i'm the one who found out because i went there and saw like because he was one of those stores he's one of those stores where my store my mason street store was doing like 100 reserves like a week you know like we were crushing it like 100 to 120 Mm -hmm. a week and that was all legitimate and he would be at like 200 a week and he did half the sales that we did and i'm like how that's not even possible dude i'm like that's not possible and so i went there and this is you know now another tangent here but uh so i went there and i was in charge of like i was supposed to figure it out when i was there but like i was gonna do it anyway but tim was like check it out so i go there and one of the employees comes to put more money down on his madden Mm pre-order and i'm like okay cool and i go into because this this was literally the week before we switched to the 
computer version. We still had the paper slips in the box. Oh God! <laughs> and and so I literally looked at it and I said, "Did you need to? Did you need twenty copies of the game, or were you just getting one?" <laughs> and he goes, oh and he's like, "No, I'm just getting one." I'm like, oh, "Okay," because apparently you have twenty copies of the game reserved. Because every time you put money down on it, they were giving him a new <laughs> pre-order, and that's just what they did. That was their way of getting around the system, you know. And it's whatever. So I bust. So were they ass. canceling all of the copies of Madden? to pick it up then well so we got it figured out before the game actually came out but that's that's like essentially what we would have had to do was they would have gotten all those extra copies of madden and he would have just picked up one because back then the reserves were so weird that way like they were paper receipts and you just entered the skew in the computer and you got credit for it um then what was funny too is when i was there I was, I told them, I said, Hey, you know, they're doing this conversion from the paper slips to the computer. I said, don't do it. I was talking to the assistant manager in the third key. I said, don't do it. I have to be here to do it. Okay. And then I came in, uh, one, one day and it was half done already. And they were like, Oh, we started working on it. Yeah. Todd came in and uh, told us we should start working on it right away and kind of showed us how to do it. And I was like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. Uh uh-uh, uh, ain't happening. And so I went through the rest, and we ended up busting him, you know. But it was funny. Like he tried to pull it, dude, and he even he knew he knew he was gonna get caught, and like he tried to come in when I wasn't there. And you know his his people were kind of loyal to him, but you know that's me. I'm really I'm I'm really good at like getting people to be loyal to me. And uh, so, um, you know, and so like I I worked with them for only a couple weeks at that point, and I was like, yeah, guys, like I really I really need you to back me up on this one. And and it was yeah, they all. They all admitted to it, man. It was wild. Just a bunch of dirty cheaters. Um, but did they end up all getting canned? Uh, I, the employees didn't. Uh, the manager did. I don't think the ASM yeah. did, but they probably should have. <laughs> I mean, they, they were. It was that was wild times, man. That was when, like, that was when people joked around that I was like the angel of death because if I came to your store with the district manager, people were like, "Oh shit, am I getting fired?" because <laughs> if Greg's here with the district manager usually that means I'm out he's taken over <laughs> it was just funny because it didn't happen that much I mean I rode around with district managers all the time because I was training to be one but um, but anyway so that wraps up the news stories for today John that was a fun little GameStop rant though uh, we have our pickup piles of the week we have our games of the week picked out but after a two week hiatus we're back with cover to cover under John's covers with Greg under the covers with John. Greg and John under the covers together. Whatever you want to call it. Cover to, I, I, I'm just joking. It's called cover to cover with Greg. Uh, we're going to... John's picked out uh, a few games. We're going to do what? Five, John? You got five? Uh, six. Six? Well, let's do five. Just because I like... Oh, yeah. They're on camera, John. Be careful, man. You gotta, I'm trying not to well, cheat. Have, I'm trying not to I cheat know. now. I know one of them is going to be super easy, if that's, so that's why I have six. Well, I'll tell you, I am a little nervous this week because I am fried. Like, I'm not going to lie. My brain's fried, so I wouldn't be surprised if I get nothing this week. I'm fully expecting uh. to get nothing and be embarrassed. Um, so this is uh, cover to cover. John, hit me with the first one. Let's do this. All right. So PS1 game. Who's on the cover of WCW Nitro? Name two of the... Two of the people on the cover. Yeah, there's three, right? Yes. It's going to be... Um, Nitro is going to be... Sting and Hogan? Would be two of the three? What version of Hogan? Uh, NWO Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, sorry. Yeah, there we go. There we go. 
<laughs> Hollywood Hulk. And let me guess, is it Nash? Is he the third one? Kevin Nash? It is Nash, nice. yes. All right. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's that's the giant. I was wrong about Nash. So that's, that's the giant. Isn't that Nash? That's the oh. giant, uh, which, which makes sense because Nash and Hollywood would have both been the NWOs. They wanted to want to break Wait, it up a little so bit. Wait, so that's a uh, big sh- Is that Big Show? Yeah, yeah. That's Fat Slow. He, yeah. had, he had hair at some point? Oh yeah, yeah, really long hair. Yeah, he was he was I, the new giant. Yeah. Wow, I did not think that. Let me was see it again show. just to make sure. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Paul. What's his name? Wow. Paul White. Paul White. That's his name. You know what's funny is there's the Big Show has a a sitcom on Netflix, and it doesn't look terrible. Like <laughs> it, it's like a it's like a like standard like nineties like um, TGIF style sitcom all right but like it's it's decent not like, total not total trash okay yeah okay i was surprised <laughs> all right uh kango deception or wait deception to kaguro how do you oh k- k- kaguro k- it's k- uh, kajiro deception to Kajiro. okay oh i'm gonna get myself in trouble with this because i i'm gonna it's a very busy cover there's a lot going yes. on yes um, you are correct on that. I, I want to say what I'm seeing in my head is a a woman with like a red ponytail, maybe like swinging a sword, like she's in the back swing of a sword. Does that does that sound right? Is it a woman even? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually was hoping you were gonna say Kengo for PS2 because I know the cover of that one. <laughs> and then when uh, you said Kagiro Deception Two, I was like, oh dang it. It's a lady with what looks like a bowl cut, and she does not have a sword. She's she's throwing some magic spells out. Oh well, yeah, there, I don't I don't think I get the point credit for that one. Dang, there it. is a dude with a sword oh. very far back. That was bad. That was not good. And, but you are right; it is a very busy cover. It is. It offers free sub- <laughs> six month subscription to PC or PS Extreme. Uh, it says that EGM gave it a silver. Uh, PlayStation Magazine gave it a gold X, and that's um, and that's the follow up to Tecmo's Deception. Yes, like like Tecmo's Deception is a totally different cover. This is called Kigiro Deception Two, and then if you look in the upper right corner of that box on the front, that's like the same little thing that the Monster Rancher has in the front. Like yeah. Tecmo was like tagging their games all weird. Uh, also, that the the big gold X that's on the cover, mm-hmm. I I didn't put any stock in that because the uh, the PS2 game Portal Runner, which was a spinoff of the um, the Army Men series, also got a ten out of ten from that same magazine. How did how did Portal <laughs> Runner get a ten out of ten? That's what that is wild, man. Come on, man. All right, so one for one for two. Ooh, it's gonna All be a right. rough day. I can tell you already. I knew it was gonna be a rough day. This is going to be a really easy one. Um, who's on the cover of Pocket Fighter for PS1? Uh, Pocket Fighter's got... Uh, I think it's got like a chibi Ryu. Is yep. there only one person on the cover? There are three. I want to say, and just, just for bonus points, is another one Ken and another one yep. the S- Sakura? Nope. Is it Chun-Li? It is not. Damn it. Who's the third one? Zangief. Zangief? A chibi a geef? Look at that little Busting cutie. Out his, his Look at that beefy little cutie pie. Oh, he kind of looks like Chun-Li. 
right. Yes. <laughs> Two for three. In, okay. I'm holding in it together. In all of the drawings that I make, he's wearing Chun, Chun Li's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two for three. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. All right. Um, what does the cover of Urban Chaos Riot Response look like? For PS2? Yes. Um. So that is... I don't know if it's their first game, but that's a Rocksteady game. It is. So that's like... Um, you know, that was pre-Arkham Asylum. Um, I want to say it's got a black cop in riot gear on the front like a SWAT member in riot gear and then I think there's a bunch of fire behind him uh what color is the font of urban chaos oh um yellow yeah I'll give it to you yeah alright oh sweet look at that so okay a little riot guy there riot response uh this is also one of the uh one of the few games on PS2 that allowed you to do multiplayer. Oh, like uh, couch co-op? Yeah, uh, online. Uh, online. Games okay. Wow. Yep. Wow. Alright. Uh, Viet Cong Purple Haze for PS2. <laughs> First of all, why do you have that game in your collection? First of all, let's get <laughs> this serious question out of the way. <laughs> do you not have this game in your collection? <laughs> I do not. Um, okay. <laughs> Viet Cong Purple Haze. Uh, it is behind the logo for the game. It is like it's like the sun setting, and all you see is like jungle. And I don't think it's got a guy on the cover. I feel like I'm getting it confused in my head. I'm seeing Far Cry Instincts right now, and I'm trying. Okay. I gotta get that out of my head. It's like pushing in, and I'm like, get out of here. And then. I'm pretty sure there's no guy, no no character. It's just jungle with the sun setting and like shadowing all the palm trees and stuff. Uh, there's a guy. There's there. definitely, Damn it! There's, there's a definitely guy. a dude on the cover. There's all helicopters right. in the sunset, and there's actually there's actually four dudes on the cover. So let me see it again. So I got the sunset. Yes, there's yeah. sunset, and yeah, there's got... some jungle. Yeah, there's a. Guy. Although any game set in vietnam would have jungle in it. that's that's true so that, that was that's easy true. The, the sunset i was proud of like i saw that in my head too i saw like the Viet, vietnam purple haze logo and i literally saw nothing else like in my head i normally we do this on wednesdays i work on wednesdays and i go around the store and do like a quick like just just like <laughs> like glance at all the games like just as a refresher i didn't get that today i wasn't at the store today so that's funny because when you did that last week or uh, two weeks ago with the the driving game mm-hmm. thing for me, I did the same thing down in my basement. I was like looking at all the driving games, <laughs> and good. you picked out some really random ones. Just a, so just I didn't a slight get refresher. Yeah, totally, totally within the rules. Okay, so that puts me at two for four. So here we go. Here's the last one. All right. So uh, if you get a version of the current. Or if you get a copy of the current version of this game in your store for PS4, um, I want it, and please don't kill me on the price. Uh, Raw Danger for PS2, which is in the Disaster Report uh, game series. So, oh man, like, my brain is just not working. Um, So Raw Danger, it has a, it's a black, it's like black art. Raw Danger, I want to say it's got like, the yellow and white like 
warning paper like around either either it's around the words um but uh let's see here raw danger it's black raw danger i want to say there's like a woman like a businesswoman in a skirt running and she's like like a blonde woman she's dropping some papers and then maybe a business suit guy behind her Uh oh, he's shaking his head. I haven't seen it yet. Um. Well, she's not blonde, and she's not holding papers. But there is a man and a woman on the cover. Uh, you did get the like the caution. Okay. Looking things so correct. I got, yeah, I gotta stop guessing. I gotta stop over guessing the details. Like I gotta just yeah. When you get super specific. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm whiffing every time I get super specific. So so what does what does the judge say? Um. I'd say half a point. Half a point. Oh, that would put me at fifty percent for the day, which is, ugh, that that's below average for me. That's not good. That's not good. Jeff. You know what's you know what's interesting is I I don't often see this on video game covers. What uh, I like that this cover has like real drawn art, and the signature of the artist is actually hidden oh, in the building on the side. That's great on the cover. Yeah, which you usually don't see. Can you do you have disaster report in front of you. Let me, I want to see if, if the blonde woman's on disaster report and that's what's hang, holding me up here. Um, I I have disaster report downstairs and I have the Japanese version which does not look like okay. anything. So on the first disaster report, which is the first one in the series, it's a, a blonde woman hanging from a skyscraper with a guy holding her arm. So that's... Okay. And, and so like that's that's... I was merging the two games together, but interesting but yeah if you see a playstation 4 copy of disaster report 4 please let me let me know because well i missed the boat on that one i'm pretty sure i get the first one dave gets the second one dom gets the third one and then you can have the fourth (laughs) one that comes through (laughs) awesome 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 all right john what is your game of the week this week all right uh well i picked this out like a minute before we started. <laughs> but uh, my game of the week this week is Forza Horizon 3 uh, for Xbox One. Um, a big reason I picked it as well is that it is going to be delisted imminently. Uh, so on Xbox One, Microsoft has discounted the game plus all of its download content to really cheap. Uh, and this will be probably the last time you'll be able to buy it before it's gone so if you're an achievement junkie like me um the the base game the hot wheels pack the storm island pack and um the porsche pack and i think yeah i think the porsche pack those all have achievements attached to them uh so if you wanted to get all the achievements in the game you'd want to buy those packs um, I could be wrong. There could be more. I would check either trueachievements.com or xboxachievements.com. Hmm. Um, but the game's fantastic. It's set in Australia. Um, I believe this is the one that has... Uh, there's the Warthog from Halos in it and drives fantastic. <laughs> nice. Um, that game's just fun <laughs> as hell. I uh, Actually, um, I was playing that with my buddy Kevin years ago, and uh, he was. we were playing an online race, and um, I screw around. I'm I'm an idiot in online games. I generally never do the objective. 
And so, like, he's racing seriously, and I am just cutting across the map in a straight line. And so he's, he, like, takes a turn, he's, he's going over a straight, and then I just fly over his car, like, <laughs> like, a hundred feet in the air <laughs> at, like, 200 miles an hour. And he's just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> that's amazing and it was great because uh with the with the xbox uh the record that feature we were able to see my angle of that stupidity and his <laughs> angle of that stupidity <laughs> so yeah that game's a good time uh what's your game of the week this week all right so my game of the week i was going with a little bit of a series and i know i've talked about the first one when i was on the ps1 kick for a while but i pulled out uh Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver 2 and Legacy of Kane Defiance. Uh, okay. I talked about the first uh, Legacy of Kane, and ultimately, I think I even talked about the first Blood Omen not too long ago. So I played Blood Omen. It, the game, the first one's called Blood Omen Legacy of Kane, and that came out on PS1 and it was and PC, and it was kind of weird game. It's like a top-down vampire story. You play as Kane, and you, like you suck vampire out from people like twenty feet away, and you pull it. In. It's a really weird game, but it's fun. It's got this kind of cool story. So. The next one that came out was a game called Soul Reaver, and it takes place way in the way, way future. And Soul Reaver, you play as Raziel, who was another vampire who actually evolved faster than Kane did. The Kane from the first game, who was like head of the vampires now. And he like you like evolved wings before he did. And so he rips your wings off and he throws you into the abyss. And so you wake up in the bottom of the abyss and there's like this group of there's, there's like this um like this entity that's trying to like get you back to fight Kane. And it starts a really cool trilogy of the Legacy of Kane series in Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, and then Defiance is the third one. And it's a game that is made by Crystal Dynamics, uh, which obviously they're still around, still making stuff. Um in fact, they're making the Avengers game, I think, right? <laughs> yep, and, they are. And they're so crapping out the Avengers. They're crapping out the Avengers. Um, and there was rumors for a while they might go back and do like a Legacy of Kane reboot or something like that. thought it could be really cool. Um, I always thought these games were fun. I, I played the Dreamcast version of the first one to test out my Dreamcast with the HDMI adapter recently. And the okay. controls are clunky, but I think it's playable. And the way this game plays is this was a very early precursor to games like Darksiders very similar like it just it just has that kind of feel to it uh and i think darksiders probably used legacy of kane as like a major inspiration point for what they were doing here but i I just they're always cool and then and then they did like this weird sequel on ps2 called blood omen or legacy of kane blood omen 2 which was supposed to be a direct sequel to the first legacy of kane the first blood omen legacy of kane where you play as kane as a vampire but it's before the soul reaver stuff. And so like, there's kind of, I mean, they made like four or five games in this series. Like there's a lot out there. Um, they're all kind of mediocre, you know, <laughs> like, like none of them, none of them are like standout must play games, but it's a pretty cool franchise and they went really cinematic with it. It's kind of this post-apocalyptic future, Gothic future, but with vampires ruling the world. And I don't know, man, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. So that was kind of two games in one. Cause it's part of a part of a series. I played a lot of the first Soul Reaver, but I did not play two or Deception. Uh, I remember though um, they they had an alternate longer ending on the disc, at least for the Dreamcast version that you could access through Game Shark, where uh, they like had an epilogue of the the guy that narrated the beginning of the game to like wake you up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it has an extended dialogue at the end of the game. Have you looked into that? No, but that's awesome. I gotta do that. Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can definitely find it. Nice. So, John, what is in your pickup pile of the week? Actually, pickup pile of the two weeks. Says All right. So, some of the stuff is from your store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and some of it I massively lucked out. So, um, <laughs> I got a boxed copy of Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town for Game Boy. Yep. Retail on that's uh, probably 40, 50 bucks. I it, paid three. This. <laughs> I would say this is important for the part of the story where you tell us how little you paid for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Lufia for GBA. If I had to guess, box. that's probably $30, $40 in the box. Okay. I'm going to look that up, actually, um, while, you, while you do that. I do need to get box protectors on them, because the boxes are... They're they're creased. They're not awful, but they could, they could be better with a box protector. Oh, um, I was off on Lufia, John. I was off a little bit in your favor. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Come on. Come on, eBay. It's an Atlas go. game, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's worth more. Yeah, 80 to 100 in the box. Nice. 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 Um, How much was that one? Uh, Three bucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> uh, so this is a big one. Um, I got a copy of Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, now it's missing the DS case. Uh, so the plastic case manual and the, the slip cover. Um, but it is the outer box with the Pokewalker with all of the, um, the, the booklet and the, uh, the extra clip for the Pokewalker and stuff. And then the game is a legit copy of the game. Uh, so this I paid $15 for. Ooh, man, big spender. Well, that in that condition is probably going for one fifty to 200 so not yeah. too bad paying 10 percent of retail value on that so i got a um years ago working at gamestop when gamestop started throwing away all of their ds cases because they're stupid um i would take most of them and i would give them to greg uh and so yes. greg has a lot of ds cases in his back room for really good crap and I also have a lot of uh, DS cases for good stuff that's in my basement. Um, and so, like, I thought I was going to be able to bring that box home and complete it with a copy of Heart Gold. And I was like, ah, damn it, no, I have a, I have a perfect DS case for Soul Silver, but not Heart Gold. Um, yeah, yep. And and you came in. And I felt really bad because you asked me about it last week. Like, hey, could we swap this for that one? And you have it. I'm like, yeah, that's be fine. I don't, you know, obviously, I, yeah, that's fine. And then I wasn't working, so we must have sold it like from then until when I went back in and then it wasn't there. And I was like, Oh man. Oh, oh well. man. All right. So I picked up Sakura Wars. All right. For PS4. Uh, that's, that's one that I feel like I'm just not going to cut, not going to see starting pretty soon. Um, I think like I've only seen it at Best Buy. Uh, and I like Sega. So, yeah, you like them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I got the 17-bit Platinum Pack, which is Galaxy and Skulls of the Shogun. Yeah, I bought that when it was $15 and thought it was such an amazing deal. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it did drop down to five bucks. <laughs> I also got it for I got it for twelve. Mm. But we're both losing. Uh, yeah, uh, I picked up NBA Two K Playgrounds Two for five bucks on clearance. <laughs> man, you get some real, real stinkers, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was five bucks. <laughs> yeah, five dollars, man. You can't really go wrong. It would cost you that much to rent a game. Not that really renting games right. is much of an option these days, but. Uh, I, now th- this one, so Sega or not Sega, um, Capcom, like last month was saying how 90% of their, their sales this year have been through digital, uh, which I have a theory on why that is. So I picked up Resident Evil three. Nice. I like nowhere had this for the longest time. Like I kept looking for a copy of this. I like Walmart and Target and and Best Buy and stuff, and nobody would have the Xbox One version. And it's like, well, no wonder Capcom has 90% sales on digital. They're just not making physical discs and sending them out. Yeah. Well, especially on, on Xbox as well. But yeah, you're right, though. That's not a game that's flooding the stores by any stretch. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I picked up Destroy All Humans nice. for Xbox. Um, the Xbox which... One uh, remaster, I guess you would say? Yes. Port? Uh, graphics are great, uh, which is surprising because Blue Forest, or Black Forest Games, who did the remaster, did, like, Super Gianna Sisters, which is not great. They also, I think they did one or both of the Bubsy games, which are also not great, Uh, but but that one's pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know if you, did you even know that they made this on disc? I didn't. Far Cry 3. That's pretty cool. Yep. Is that just um, a 360 disc, though? It is not. It is the remaster. Interesting. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, Can you get Blood Dragon I've, for that? Uh, No, unfortunately not. God, I wish they would remaster Blood Dragon. How did they not put Dragon. that on there? Why didn't they just put it on there? Bunch of suckers. Blood Dragon is my favorite Far Cry game, and I don't know why we are not, like... I don't know why they did a, a Trials Blood Dragon and not another Far Cry. Mm-hmm. God, that was a good game. Preach it, bro. Uh, I picked up Rocket Arena when it was ten dollars. Um, that, that game's gonna which, be free to play in like a month. Yeah, this game feels like Smash Brothers the shooter. That's mm. it. That feels like what they were trying for, um, cool. because like it has the same like hit style of like hit the enemy five or like five times, and then like their last hit is gonna be like a, a super hit where it mat- slams them out of the. Uh, the arena. Uh, it just, it's very much trying to be Smash Brothers. Uh, I got this from your store. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 for Xbox One. Nice. And I picked up uh, Narcos, which was on sale, uh, which is apparently like XCOM. Oh, okay. Uh, like it's a, it's a strategy, it's a cover based strategy game, just like XCOM where like the action pauses. Uh, and lastly, uh, also from your store, I picked up Silent Hill HD collection for Xbox 360. Yeah, nice. Uh, so what is in your pile of crap? All right. So I don't have a lot for it being two weeks. Uh, it's surprisingly PSP heavy. (laughs) But, really, 
But first, did up, you get like a big trade or something? Um, no, not really. Just some stuff came in. I mean, two. I mean, it's only three games, and two of them were from the same trade, I suppose. But oh, okay. um, first up is a PS One game. I didn't realize I didn't have this in my collection until I saw it come through, and I was just kind of joking about it. Uh, I got a copy of Wild Arms Two. I have every okay. other Wild Arms game. I just don't know why I didn't have two. And being a PS One RPG, I mean, it's a stinker compared to the first one. Uh, this <laughs> this series went massively downhill after the first one, but uh, it's still an RPG and it's still a franchise that I like. So I was surprised I didn't have it, and so that came through. Um, I got uh, a copy of the PSP version of Phantom Brave, which I actually just got for PS Two a few weeks ago. So I got the PSP version. It's like a director's cut, just has a few new features in it, and it's an RPG. So nice. of course I got it. Um, Do you have the Wii version? I don't. The Wii version's probably got the extra stuff from the PSP, but it'd be on console, I would assume. It does, and then it comes with a slipcover. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have the version with a slipcover. We might have the regular. Um, I finally got shipped from Japan, because they could start shipping again. I got my PSP version of Ultimate Muscle. Um, And if I remember correctly, this was Galactic Wrestling that we got on PS2. Then they put it to PSP as like a port, and then they did the sequel in Japan only. So this is the first one. So I think technically I've got this game already in galactic wrestling, but I'm not sure it's like, it's really hard to keep track of these Kanikuman games. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I'm actually really happy about this one. I got a PSP copy of the legend of heroes two. So I had the legend of heroes already and I had Ooh. legend of heroes two. And I believe there's a third one on PSP, which I also need. And that one's also the- hard to get. A third one is stupid expensive. Yeah, yeah, and we had it maybe a year or two ago, and I, I'm pretty sure I passed on it at that time, and I'm really regretting that now. Um, yeah, I I want those as well. I think I have the first and second one. Uh, then I picked up, and you kind of got me on this kick, but when I saw it come through the store, I looked it up to see a little bit more, but I picked up the sushi cover of Wadham. <laughs> Because we okay. had a copy of that come through, and it's in like dead mint condition. And I looked at the gameplay; and it looks pretty cute. So of course I'm gonna get that. I think uh, that's the one I don't have. Nice. Yeah, uh, I have Apple and. Uh, I can't. I can't. Egg. I can't justify buying them all, but egg is egg. Egg would be awesome. But um, <laughs> then I finally got my copy of Street Rage Four from Amazon, so I got my keyring copy of that. Got that for PS4 nice. as well. And then lastly, I'm really happy about this because. It's just stuff that you don't really see come through the store often in the condition I want it. But someone brought in the white box version of G.I. Joe for NES, dead mint in the box. It still has the plastic around it, but it just was cut open. So there's like G.I. Joe and then there's the G.I. Joe that's the purple box. There's two of them. They're both pretty good. This one's been on my list for a long time, and then I just kind of backed away from it because I was like, I'll never find this damn game. Because it's just, it's not even that you can't find it, or it's not that it's, that it's out there and it's expensive. It's like, you can't find it in this condition. And one just came mm. walking in the door. So just fantastic, man. Um, so I picked Is, that up. You, you said a white box edition. Did they re-release it with a different box? So there's two different games. Um, one is by Capcom. That's the purple box one. Okay. Is that right? I'm going to double check that actually. But, um, uh, but then there's a white box and they're, they're two totally different games. Um, the white box one is just G.I. Joe Real American Hero. And then, yeah, G.I. Joe The Atlantis Factor, that's the Capcom one. So there's a Capcom one, and then there's the this one. And they're two totally different games. I don't... Which uh, is the better one? That's a great question. I don't know. 
I want to say the purple box one is better. The Capcom one's probably okay. Better. That's what I would have assumed. Um, but I also need the Capcom one. I just have this one. But it was just cool to see it come through. So, oh, uh, I have one that uh, that I feel like you should probably possibly track down if you don't own it already. Um, so I was listening to the this week's episode of How Did This Get Played, and they were talking about the awfulness that is the first. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on NES. Mm-hmm. So, do you own the European version of that game? I don't, but I would buy it if I saw it. Do you know why I'm talking about it? Yes, because it's not called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's called Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Hero Turtles. Right, but not just that, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, for some reason in Europe... Uh, they had a ban on using the word ninja. Uh, and then also, there's, like, some country in Europe must have had some weird rule on the fact that nunchucks were, like, taboo. And so, Michelangelo does not have nunchucks in that version of the game. Interesting. He has a grappling hook. What? What? Yeah. Now, now, so, now, John. Now you're, you know, you're cost me a lot of money with this. The way you're, the what you're doing here. <laughs> so are you, are you looking up how much that thing's gonna cost? Yes, and then all of a sudden I'm looking, and and so this we use my eBay account at the store, and now mm-hmm. I'm looking up your recently viewed items, and Dave and Dom are looking up some wild stuff at the store. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what the hell is this? It's called Super Super Gal Derek Hour. And just got a whole bunch of like girls that look like they're dressed up like Teletubbies for PS2. I don't know what's happening in that picture. We'll talk more about that off the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, you'll have to sit Dave down and have a stern conversation with him. <laughs> that I definitely like, sounds like a big I, I want to be like, hey, where'd you get that from? And like, help me out. Um, <laughs> but does the does the European version of that game still have the? like the classic silver Konami box or is that a different art style? So it, it's got, well, it was an ultra games here, so it's got a black box. Um, okay. I'm looking at it right now. There's one up that's VGA graded at an 85, <laughs> which I don't care about because it's brand new and I don't want a brand new one. Um, it's so weird because on the cover, like Michelangelo's weapons are kind of hidden, so they don't have they didn't have to do okay. anything to the cover. Um, wow, that's oh man, dude, that's gonna that's gonna really hurt. I'm telling you, when I put how much in, is the how much is the VGA graded version? They're attempting to get a thousand dollars for it, <laughs> but I don't think that's what it's worth. I don't think it's worth no. much more, to be honest. Um, like here, someone sold the box only for fourteen bucks from Italy. How about that? Um, does uh, does the NES play PAL games, or do you have to get a PAL system? No, and and there's not just one PAL system. There's PAL A and PAL B. So like hey. the UK is is like is one of them, and then like the rest of Europe is the rest. Like it's it it's it's weird. There's a couple different territories. Like they're broken up. It's a it's really annoying because okay. I bought my buddy Jack. When I was in Ireland, I got him an NES when I was there, and I got him a copy of Probotector, and he had a copy of Smurf, and like they were, it was giving him a hard time, um, hmm. because like yeah, the different there's different uh like basically it's like if there was a difference between us and Mexico, there isn't here, but if there was, that would be the same thing. 
will it just not boot or just not function properly? Uh, it just doesn't load. I think it's either blinking lights or just gray screens or something like that. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, but cool. All right. Well, hey, everybody. That is the podcast this week. We we appreciate you sticking with us. Sorry we missed a week. As far as everything is concerned, we should be back on again next week unless something crazy is going on. Um, but as always, uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GameTradeGreg. You can follow John on Twitter at DryerCombo. We're going to post our pickup piles of the week and our games of the week. I'm sure either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, you can subscribe on YouTube at YouTube.com slash drop rate or you can follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate say goodbye john uh congrats jeremy who's not gonna watch or listen to this <laughs> he's, uh. he's not but congratulations to jeremy and goodbye <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week have a good one bye-bye <laughs> <laughs>